so first of all thanks a lot Dinesh and Vineet for doing this uh, you know so and to, the, to all of you guys who have joined in thanks a lot for joining in welcome to another edition of the water cooler conversation uh, you know today we have Vineet Singh and Dinesh Kumar who are the co-founders of Kassler Kassler is a SaaS based digital escrow solution provider which helps you helps make transactions easier and safe and they basically are in the ecosystem which is uh, you know trying to revolutionize the cross border remittance system but we'll come to that the more interesting bit is that Vineet and Dinesh both have been in the business of kind of scaling startups and scaling businesses so to speak uh, you know and, and they have they have basically been there and done that. Uh, they, have, they have kind of grown businesses from scratch to you know having over 100 crores plus of profits. They have contributed to the growth of several reputed companies, namely Nokri, Magic Bricks, Tribo, Moviquick, 99 Acres, Barclays, OLX, and a few banks as well. Uh, so first of all, you know, thank you know, you know Thanks a lot, Dinesh and Vineet, for taking time out and welcome to the Winters Club. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, Vineet, thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting us. Vineet, Dinesh, we'll probably, you know, kind of start off with your, your, you know, your journeys, individual journeys, and then we'll jump into the whole conversation around around Casper as well. But for me personally, you know, it's it's a very interesting journey that I guess both of you have had. I, uh, Vineet, you have had almost around twenty five years of experience. Started your life at Xerox, then Nokri, ninety nine acres. Then you became the CEO at Moviquick, and you have been advisors at Shuttle Housing, DriveZ, OLX. Dinesh, you were kind of uh, you know colleagues. Uh, you were a colleague to Vineet in, in Nokri and 99 Acres, if I understand correctly. And then you were a part of Trebo, then Magic, then Magic Bricks, and now now Casper. So yeah. you people, both of you, have been working together in your initial days, if I understand correctly, right? Yeah, for the for the better part of my career, Vineet's been my boss. So. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> okay. So why, so, why don't so, so. Yeah, yeah, Vineet can go first. He's got a longer list of things to talk about and then I'll probably just chip in. <laughs> no, no, Dinesh, you go first and then I'll <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So thanks, OLS. Yeah. So, so quick journey and a bit about me. I'm a family and born and brought up in Pune. Completed education in Pune as well. Uh, I think God passed out my MBA during a time where uh, we were on the verge of the dot-com bust, etc. happening and there were hardly any jobs in the market. Uh, did a couple of jobs in Bangalore, moved back to Bombay, moved back to Pune. Uh, was working with an ad agency in one of my earlier career days. Uh, and um, I was looking to move back to Pune because my wife had moved back to Pune that time. So uh, very interestingly, and probably I was one of the early guys who applied on Nokri. Uh, one fine day, lo and behold, I got a a call from Nokri for, for a job and uh, went through the process, met up with Vineet at one of uh, Nokri's first offices in Bombay, which used to work out of a business center. Uh, and uh, Vineet's not changed actually very honestly over the last 20 years. So uh, I still remember uh, very distinctly that day at, 
at 9 o'clock in the morning one had gone for the interview and walks a guy uh, we used to carry very heavy laptops at that point in time so uh, you know uh, we used to have those 4 kg compact laptops and in walks in vinith and uh, i met him uh, talked about myself uh, we had a brief conversation for about 5 minutes and Uh, there was an urgency to hire and all he asked me is that do you want to work in pune or do you want to go back to bangalore and i said i want to go back to pune and uh, uh, he said okay we'll make you an offer and you can join uh, immediately in the next week and uh, that's how i joined nokri so uh, for me the proof of the pudding like they say in the eating i was one of the earlier guys who applied on nokri and got a job through nokri so so for me the commitment that the platform worked and delivered was absolutely true and uh, it's been a fantastic it was a fantastic ride in nokri i think i joined in nokri uh, in 2002 on 19th of august i clearly remember the date and uh, went on uh, to work under vinit for almost uh, 15 years uh, went on to become the youngest branch manager youngest associate vice president and uh, i think the beauty about nokri was that uh, the sky was the limit uh, we used yeah. to set our own targets to be very honest at one point in time Uh, and all of us had uh, audacious uh, goals and targets that we used to set and uh, by i think by luck chance uh, we were in the right place at the right time we were a very humble setup that time uh, but we were all uh, running the branches the way we wanted to i think uh, there was a lot of uh, empowerment and freedom to work under uh, great bosses uh, and that's the uh, that was one of the integral cultures at infoedge and uh, for a good part of uh six years me and vinith uh, uh worked in the nokri piece of business uh, uh in his role when vinith also got nokri gulf uh, i spearheaded the sales for him as well uh, for nokri gulf did the international business for nokri uh, go to market for nokri gulf as far as the sales was concerned set up the office etc uh, at some point in time once we hit ipo in 2006 uh, uh we decided uh, after a couple of years to Uh, move internally and start up a new business which was uh, the 99 acres piece of business where when he joined as the business head and i joined as the head of sales uh, grew that business over the next 7 uh, 8 years under vinith uh, scaled it up to almost about a 1400 people 100 plus kind of a top line uh, and you will find a lot of similarity in in the in in the talk between me and vinith uh, because our story has been quite similar till such a time that vinith decided Uh, to move on uh, from infoage i continued for a couple of years uh, he he went on a different career path after my uh, exit uh, from infoage i moved on to uh, become a business head at tribo wanted to try something new uh, real estate wasn't the most exciting business to be at uh, after a point in time it was almost a decade for me in in real estate uh, so decided to move on uh, hospitality at that point in time seemed very exciting uh, Uh, it was uh, largely a business role b2b was my uh, core strength always so did b2b did uh, not just the supply the demand side but also did supply for tribo uh, for a reasonable amount of 20 22 months uh, unfortunately we couldn't raise uh, funding at that point in time accor deal didn't fall through if somebody knows and has tracked the uh, the trajectory for tribo and i moved on from there uh, joined came back to real estate uh, joined uh, magic bricks Uh, uh as a as a national sales head for strategic accounts for uh, a good a small 17 18 month period uh during that time vinith had already launched castler uh and we were in discussions we were talking and i wanted to 
uh, move out of a, a, a job and wanted to do something by myself that's been uh, that had been on my mind for a very long time and there was no better person to join hands with me than uh that's how we we came together and uh, i joined on board uh, uh, castler and uh, here we are and uh, mm. uh, better things to come i think we've done started off reasonably well and let's see how things go from here so that's 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 quickly about me i'm based out of bangalore been here for almost over a decade now uh, so this is home now for me nice thanks a lot dinesh for that very interesting things that i would want to touch upon later but uh you know uh vinit why don't you go next yeah sure sure and uh so uh look i have been a salesman all my life so started my career uh so i come from a family of lawyers so wanted to become a lawyer and uh, didn't like it so year 1 uh, i left it after i guess 8 months and then there were not too many business schools uh, uh, left uh, uh after my graduation in english literature so um, a friend of mine was uh, uh, leaving his seat to go to another business school and he said why don't you come here and uh, uh, talk to the director and something will happen so that's how i joined ipm gaziabad and did my mba from there it's a business school run by the up government uh, uh, very low fees but uh, education was you can say reasonably fine so uh, they run four uh, uh, four centers in uh, up for this uh, mba course so did that and uh, uh, i used to get a lot of jobs okay so i am i've been that kind of a guy so uh, uh, though you can say it was a fairly humble kind of a business school but uh, i used to be quite you can say enterprising so got a lot of jobs finally decided to join g as a management trainee uh, didn't like uh, didn't enjoy fmgz sales and especially the rural traveling that much uh, yeah. uh, in year 1 so switched to travel uh, sent uh, i guess what uh, slightly less than 3 years in thomas cook and then switched to xerox spent i think slightly less than a year there and then i saw people leaving and joining uh, the first wave of internet companies yeah so i also joined a internet company uh, in that period of time and then the first meltdown happened and uh, so i lost my job in the first meltdown and uh, i was told that i used to earn i don't know 35000 rupees then and i was told that my salary is too high so i booked a hotel room for sanjeev bhushindani and i called him and i said ki hey look if you want to hire somebody like me this is the best chance so uh, he offered me a job but he asked me to take a cut of uh, 10000 bucks because he said that uh, we can't afford 35000 rupees mm. so i thought for a while okay and uh, uh, frankly i thought that i was a ninth employee okay so i met all of them and i i decided that none of them know anything about sales so i will be the king here okay. so i decided to go ahead take the plunge and took a cut of 10000 uh in hindsight that turned out to be the best decision of my life frankly okay the best investment that i have made so i went on to spend uh, uh around 15 years with infoedge was part of the management team of infoedge for 15 years so because i was the ninth employee i was reasonably you can say senior as well so uh, always stayed at the you can say 
uh, at the top of the game as far as that company was concerned. So first role was as head of sales of Nokri, and uh, 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 Finish came on board, uh, became branch manager of Pune, and then regional head. So we had a great ride, frankly. It's a great story, Nokri.com. So we were the humblest team. We were we were competing against uh, a four billion dollar monster, Job Street from Singapore, Jobs JB from Malaysia, Chepstone from Belgium, uh, Jobs Ahead uh, from India, funded by Chris Cap, and Times Jobs funded by Times of India Group. And we were the humblest team. Uh, I used to hire freshers rather than lateral managers because. Uh, I used to think that if we train them well, uh, we will have three people at the cost of one. And our competition used to hire lateral managers. So because we built a younger team, our team used to go and meet recruiters rather than CEOs and head HRs. But ultimately, yeah, uh, 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 we beat everybody. Yeah, we became number one. IPO'd in 2006. I started getting a few, you can say, more horizontal, broader business roles from the market. So Sanjeev suggested that rather than leaving, uh, do something out of Nokri business. So uh, then both Dinesh and I, I think we left the Nokri India business together. Uh, Dinesh left, I think, one year earlier than me. And we decided to uh, build Nokri Gulf and Nine Ten Acres together. So I became business head. Dinesh was sales head. So... So we ran the Nokri Gulf and 99 Acres business from, I guess, 2007 to 2014. And Dinesh stayed on a bit longer and scaled it up significantly. So Nokri was a great scale. When I joined that year, the company had done 75 lakhs. Hmm. Uh, when I left, uh, in, after 15 years, we had done revenues of 1,000 crores. Wow. Okay. So, wow. so when I joined, uh, uh, the previous year, we had done 25 lakhs. So year one was 75 Okay. And uh, uh, by the time uh, we left in 15 years, it was what, I guess, uh, six, seven, uh, $5 billion kind of a company. Okay. Mm-hmm. In that sense. So great success. Nine Ten Acres turned out to be a, a significant success as well. 30,000 clients, almost 1,500 headcount, uh, 100 crore in revenue. So after 15 years, I moved out. I became an entrepreneur. Uh, uh, decided to build a e-commerce platform to sell construction material mm-hmm. and uh, raise some money as well. Uh, got caught in the 2015-16, you can say, so-called meltdown in India, where a lot of uh, heavily funded startups got shut down, and then uh, a lot of you can say investors, uh, venture investors, became averse to investing in consumer commerce businesses, especially. Mm-hmm. So shutdown builder after 20 months became CBO at MobiQuick. And uh, had a, I guess, 20 month stint there as well. A very good stint. Uh, did a lot of, a bunch of good things there. Built a great team. It was a small 150 people company. Killed it up to around uh, uh, 1,500, 2,000 people. Uh, built the entire offline business, uh, organized and organized retail, revived the payment gateway business. A great team. We had a lot of fun. We did some good stuff there. Great results as well. But then again, I moved out. Uh, in search of something, doing something of my own. Spent some time investing, advising, uh, acting as a consultant to some companies, uh, uh, to some companies, and then found the idea of Castle. Okay, so that's what my background is. That's what I've been, I've done with my life to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you i mean, I, i think you you both of you guys personify the humility and humbleness of of nokri as you say so because you know if i if i look at your portfolios i mean i am just flabbergasted by looking at the at the names there so vinith you have been you have been advising some of the biggest of companies there you have been advisor to shuttle drivezy olx housing and and now you know you have got into kind of a fintech game as well i would definitely you know by subsequent questions would be around your you know your learnings while you had been doing this but let's just try and understand sure. about castler a little bit from both of you guys uh so sure. what exactly is castler how exactly did you stumble upon it and what exactly is the opportunity that you see here dinesh why don't you take the lead you know the ideation is yours why don't you tell us what how it happened okay but yeah. i can tell, I'll tell you about the ideation dinesh <laughs> yeah. will tell about the business okay the business yeah so uh, yeah so look around uh, 18 months ago i sold a car to uh, an i buying platform in gurgaon i live in saket in south delhi uh, they had uh, they had an outlet in one of the saket malls complex there are three four malls in saket uh, so they had a shop there and uh, i spoke to somebody fixed up the appointment sent my car and uh, some some somebody from my uh, admin office uh, uh, with my driver and then we talked on phone struck a deal and they said since the car papers keys are here and you live nearby leave the leave leave the cars and the documents and the keys here money will hit your account in 30 minutes i said okay look uh, uh, i spent my entire life uh, working in startups and very early stage startups joined nokri as ninth employee so i know uh, uh, i have an innate tendency in belief and trust in startups so chhod diya gaadi wahi pe okay but wo paisa nahi aaya so third day i reached out to the founders on linkedin and fifth day i spoke to one of their investors as well but despite all this lobbying uh, it took around i guess 9 10 days to get my money back so uh, uh, to not money back money in the bank so uh, it it left an impression i thought that uh this company has raised how many million dollars and their their customer promises that they will buy your car in 30 minutes or 60 minutes whatever that may be mm. and uh, uh, uh how can systems break down so much that uh, uh 30 minutes can become 10 days okay mm. and no email uh, no whatsapp uh, no call no sms nothing from the company Uh, regarding uh, not being able to achieve their brand promise or customer promise okay mm-hmm. so typically businesses don't get this the only way to build successful companies successful businesses is by fulfilling your customer promises okay don't promise them something which you can't deliver or mm-hmm. intent hi nahi hai deliver karne ka frankly mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so why promise them something okay customer is not a fool ultimately uh, 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 everything gets figured out by everybody in the market okay because it takes 8 10 years uh, it takes reasonable period of time to build a successful profitable business okay mm. so uh, nobody nobody gets fooled around mm. so uh, that left an impression around the same time a dear friend of mine vivek sena yeah uh, he is ceo at group ceo at an academy now mm. he was selling some uh, furniture in gurgaon uh, he had listed it on a horizontal listing site mm. and uh, somebody came posing as a buyer and said okay let's do a test transaction i'll send you a qr it will be one rupee so that after i confirm your account i'll transfer the rest of the money mm. so 
विवेक डिड विवेक स्कैन द क्यू आर एंड सडनली एटीन थाउजेंड टू हंड्रेड नाइनटी रुपीज गॉट सब्ड आउट ऑफ हिस्स सेविंग अकाउंट another one was shabana azmi recently in mumbai she placed an order of worth around 1 lakh for liquor uh, the money went and the liquor never came mm. okay so there are several stories okay fraud is rising uh, like i don't know what uh, in india globally as well but in india especially okay because there is a susceptible population but now you can say celebrities educated people well known people they are also getting duped okay so it is becoming a matter of big concern so uh, that left in another impression i went with vivek uh, to the police station the cyber police station filed a complaint uh, got to got about speaking to the uh, police people there and they said that almost 80% of cyber complaints every day is about fraud payment fraud so that set me thinking uh, i spent some time the next few weeks in doing some research online and finding out that is there a solution is there a way in which a complete 100% secure uh, way of transacting between both buyer and seller where the where the interests of both buyer and seller can be protected so uh, i found a company in the us called escrow.com they have built a transaction platform peer to peer transaction platform on the escrow stack where money remains in the escrow escrow.com uh, 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 vault and uh, till the time the goods and services are shipped by the seller to the buyer and the buyer validates that yes everything is in order and release the payment and if the buyer refutes then the then the buyer has to you can say give proof and ship the goods back and then at the at his or her own cost and then only the seller approves the refund to the buyer so the money remains in a third party escrow uh, neither the buyer has to run around the seller neither the seller has to run around the buyer okay so complete protection for the transaction so uh, there were several others across the globe uh, field pay in uk vezi cash in nigeria trade safe in south africa mango pay in france assembly payments in australia so there are several so there are some old players in the escrow business and uh, there are a bunch of new players uh, in various geographies across the globe who are reimagining the escrow from a digital 21st century perspective uh, since 2018 so i started speaking to some banks okay so uh, spoke to around seven eight banks i say say i showed interest and then uh, uh, took around i guess five six months Uh, maybe slightly more a month or two more maybe to get everything going ahead with them after discussions etc uh took another around 5 uh, 6 months to integrate into the icici staff deep into the uh, uh covid pandemic and uh, uh and then we went live finally in jan 2021 mm-hmm. so that's the story of uh, why castler has uh, uh, how was why castler and how castler was born and what is the idea behind it the idea behind it is uh, when i got the idea the only thing i knew and i wanted to do was provide a secure uh, platform for uh, you can say individual transactions peer to peer transactions that uh, 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 if uh, uh, dinesh is buying a condo from me in bangalore we can do a very secure transaction okay that uh, 
which will in a way hundred uh, percent eliminate the eliminate the prospect of financial fraud. Uh, during the course of the journey, uh, corporates started approaching us. Uh, we started learning that uh, uh, there are around one lakh companies in India who use escrow accounts, and uh, they face a lot of problems. Okay, so they face a lot of problems, and uh, uh, so we started to build. Uh, uh, we went live briefly uh, with a consumer solution that got good traction, but transactions were not happening because of COVID on and off lockdown kind of uh, measures. So then we pivoted after a few months to a completely escrow as a service enterprise stack. Okay, so that's what the business of Castler is. Uh, Dinesh, why don't you take over and explain the business in more detail? Thanks, Vinay. So essentially, at Castler, what we've done is uh, we have uh, built a full-fledged, uh, secure uh, transaction banking platform on top of our the escrow mechanism. Uh, this is integrated, uh, like we need said, with the core banking services of our partner banks. So, uh, currently live with four banks, including ICICI, and uh, we also have uh, third-party tech providers that uh, keep our system compliant and secure. Mm. So, essentially, what we offer uh, for our enterprise clients is a, a secure escrow transaction mechanism where, uh, for various use cases, uh, including financial services, fintech is one of our largest use case. Uh, uh let's say marketplaces where there is commerce happening between b2b clients uh, or you have uh, gig economy a lot of use cases are coming up for gig economy marketplaces where there are a lot of free answers or platforms which are offering uh, you know a conduit between uh, a service provider who requires a service and freelancers etc also our clients in addition to this we have real estate we have a lot of uh, new generation uh, or new uh, flavored uh, revenue-based financing companies, fractional real estate, these are all clients. So essentially what we help them do uh, is multiple use cases where they need escrow or the money to be safe in a, in a basic account. And uh, once the transaction is completed between the, the transacting parties, there could be multiple one, two or uh, two or multiple transacting parties as well who could be beneficiary to the money in the escrow. Uh, so currently, it's slightly more difficult to do it in the traditional banking mechanism uh, where uh, it's still a non-digital or a non-digitized process. Uh, there is a, a huge documentation which is offline, uh, even including the documentation has to be mandated uh, as pen and paper. Uh, the time taken is, is Herculean task. In fact, when we went for uh, our round of funding and we needed to have uh, an escrow account open, it took us almost uh, five weeks to open that account, which essentially ended up in dealing our call for money as well. So uh, in spite of knowing the bankers and our investors knowing uh, the bankers and opening more than 12 to 15 escrow accounts every month, uh, it took us that that month, that month uh, that amount of time. Mm. Uh, so knowing this, uh, you know, uh, we realized that uh, corporates and small businesses, even mid-sized businesses would face a lot of uh, a lot of difficulty in opening escrow accounts in these banks. Uh, not just that, uh, even the, uh, the the cost of opening such accounts is Herculean. Uh, one of our colleagues who joined us from uh, a bank uh, has opened close to about uh, 200 odd escrow accounts last year and an average cost of opening an escrow account was in the range of about two and a half lakhs. So that was a lot of money for uh, clients to pay for this kind of a service. Uh, and uh, often uh, the banks would end up refusing a lot of use cases as well. So obviously the use cases uh, that we realized in the, in, in, in the 
enterprise business were huge and uh, we decided to plunge into that space in jan and uh, the traction has been pretty good so we offer a third party uh, transaction platform for anybody who wants to use the escrow mechanism for transacting between two unknown parties so it could be between a buyer and seller it could be between two corporates uh, it could be multiple use cases so uh, any transaction any industry including domestic and international is what we take care of through the escrow mechanism as of now wow so this is basically a b2b escrow as a service is what i understand yeah so so look when well, like vinit said when we started off uh, it was uh, consumer centric mm. right we still have the stack ready uh, we've pivoted uh, early now in jan to uh, focus on b2b uh because that's the uh, bigger area we want to solve for uh, we are a very small startup we are very humbly funded as well so the consumer route is going to be an expensive proposition we don't have pockets like uh, uh like most of the other players in this space uh, there are no other players but largely in the fintech space the the larger players have deep pockets and it's a, it's largely a marketing game so we are kind of staying away from that till we are able to raise money uh it's a trust uh, business mm. so if you want to uh, really get people to transact through your platform then you really need to advertise and ensure that that is is done so so the first thing that we are doing is uh consolidate on our b2b get our numbers in place once mm. we have created that brand and trust uh, in the larger corporates i think then we'll probably look at the consumer centric business that's that's the overall plan and the direction in which we are going so we are applicable for both for Uh, enterprises as well as consumers consumers is something that we are offering currently but it's not something we are pushing through very much mm-hmm. no this makes sense also because i guess you know any which way is the bigger piece of the pie in terms of business is going to come from uh, from the b2b players what kind of uh, mm-hmm. industries are you people focusing on if i if you don't mind me asking is there any specific so like industry said- which you see has a bigger demand for a service like this yeah so financial services is a large use case for us so financial services uh, uh sme smb and msme uh, are underutilized cross border transactions are a huge use case mm-hmm. so escrows are used currently yeah. let's say in capital markets in cross border uh, to some extent mnas etc use escrows mm-hmm. uh, so that's typically the use cases where it happens so today cross border is often was used uh, you know bglcs were normally bank guarantees and letters of credit uh, were largely used after the nirav modi fiasco most of us would have known and seen the movies etc as well mm. right so letter of credit doesn't hold too much it's a, it's an archaic slightly more outdated kind of an instrument mm. uh, so escrows have been replacing uh, the lcvg piece of business but like i said it it's a still a, a traditional bank uh, operated kind of a model uh, expensive time consuming so these are Uh, the challenges that a lot of consumers uh, customers face today and uh, more often than not they end up not using the escrow itself because of the process mm-hmm. so almost 50% of the uh, dropouts in in uh, the leads that bank gets are because of the entire process that is followed so that's where we are kind of stepping in and ensuring that we have an entire digital ecosystem onboarding is online verification is online account creation is online uh and digital so within a minute you can actually open an escrow account uh on the fly so there is a virtual escrow account that you can actually open within a minute and uh, that account will have a unique id and a ifsc code and it can and it is ready for transaction so that's how the speed at which we are trying to ensure that uh, businesses can open the account and transactions can begin so that's that's some of our usps that we offer mm. and in addition we also offer a, 
uh, a complete internet banking suite that's built on top of our escrow account so uh, customers like you would use any a corporate internet banking portal or your savings account portal where you add pay add beneficiaries uh, you make a payout money comes in so everything is available on the dashboard itself mm-hmm. uh, so so the ease of use is very very high and plus uh, we also help platforms integrate and in, we also integrate into platforms so any marketplace that wants to brand we just launched our uh, global first escrow white label solution so any platform that is looking at offering a payment secure payment solution uh, it can be powered by castler at the back end and the front end could be uh, white labeled for the particular organization so that's the solution that we are offering as well very interesting very interesting i'll probably delve a little bit deeper into a few other things that i wanted to ask about castler but uh, you know i basically want to touch upon a few things uh, which you know since you guys both of you you know cumulatively i think your experience is almost 50 years uh, within the you know uh, between the two of you uh, wanted to take a few nuggets of gems or whatever you want to call it in terms of entrepreneurship or in terms of running businesses in general because you know both of you have scaled a multi billion dollar business from scratch as well uh, and you were hands on you were you know you guys were a part of not just the strategy but were actually executing it on ground uh, i wanted to you know probably touch upon a little bit upon your early days of nokri 99 acres and wanted to understand you know and now that you are also you know doing it yourself since you people are running a startup of your own um any you know if i if i want to ask you the top 3 things which you keep in mind when you are running a business in general uh, let's say especially this is important or this is uh, something which will be very useful for the first time founders uh, in terms of you know when you are actually coming up with an idea and once you start executing an idea what are the top 3 things which you people try and keep in mind when you're when you're doing when you're running a business just something you know uh, it can be fairly subjective as well no you can't be objective around it but anything which you want would you think that a founder should keep in mind when uh when yeah, sure business? sure so look uh, anybody starting to uh, you can say uh, uh, anybody looking at starting their own business i think the first thing that they have to look at is uh, funding okay that what kind of monies will they need what kind of monies and resources will they need to start their business okay mm-hmm. and uh, what are the sources of funding uh, i think uh, everybody has to accept i think the market has evolved uh, uh, greatly now uh, 20 years hence mm-hmm. but in the good old days one had to uh, uh, and even now for uh, most of the folks they have to bootstrap spend their own more money initially okay and uh, hack hustle uh, cut corners in everything that they are doing mm-hmm. in a smart manner so that uh, their idea can uh, see fructification and then gain some interest uh, gain some traction amongst users and then gain some interest from investors so that they can go out and raise the first rounds of money okay mm-hmm. so i think uh, everybody should be mentally familiarly financially ready uh to become an entrepreneur okay mm. mentally that uh, uh if you have been a big manager a uh, big uh, professional manager in your career then mentally be ready to uh, uh, you can say unlearn and uh, be ready to start doing everything uh, all by yourself okay mm. 
like it took me almost 6 months to uh, uh unlearn uh, and before i uh, was full, uh, i got fully acclimatized that now i will have to write all my proposals myself that uh, uh because of lack of money i cannot outsource uh, the the website content i will have to write it myself okay so <laughs> uh there is no business analyst uh, uh out there so uh, uh you'll have to burn the midnight oil in doing all the research yourself mm. so time lagta hai okay well wow. depending upon what uh, are you a college uh, a young man in your 20s uh, or a woman in your 20s trying to become an entrepreneur or start a business or uh, at what you can say life age life stage are you in so that makes a hell of a lot of difference a lot of people fail because uh, uh they don't address uh, and understand uh the timelines okay mm-hmm. uh, people start saying that uh, okay I, i will do it for 3 months 6 months it is too less a time period okay mm-hmm. uh, new ideas good ideas take time in getting taking shape uh, take time in uh, gaining traction as well okay so if you give up too early then uh, it's better not to waste your time and unnecessarily burn your effort in uh, and uh, uh uh why do it okay just for the sake of doing it in that sense so i think uh, research your subject uh, there is so much of data available now online there is, there are so many you can say uh, uh accessibility to people and information has increased so anybody can reach out to anybody on linkedin and uh, seek help okay almost every week a few folks reach out to me personally seeking help okay and if not all at least 70 80% of the people that reach out ultimately i end uh, end up having a conversation with them and uh, helping them uh, to the best of my abilities because i've been through these phases several time in my career where you don't have the money to uh, buy the experts or invest in the experts or hire the best you can say uh, experts and skilled people uh, where you had to look for you can say good will help uh from the peers and from your network in that sense mm-hmm. so uh get uh, mentally physically financially familiarly ready the family has to help you if you have been a professional manager earning a lot of money or reasonable amount of money your family has to know what is your new, new journey and uh, has to be mentally ready uh, with the new life as well so i think uh uh, uh uh it's fairly evolved the startup ecosystem in, in india now it's not like it was 20 years ago to give an example uh, the meltdown in 1999 and 2000 early 2000 happened mm. and uh, a lot of internet companies in india shut down during that period mm. and i was roaming the streets of several cities in india looking for an office the first city i went to was bombay and uh, we had taken a small uh, two people business center uh, in turner road bandra and from there we wanted to we wanted to expand our team and take an office you will not believe it that uh, no landlord was willing, was willing to give a uh, office to a dot com company and uh, because so many dot com pa- companies had reneged on their agreements etc and so on finally the only office we got was again another business center in juhu in hotel ajanta and the only office we got was the office vacated by abcl amitabh bachchan corporation limited and uh, all the brokers and everybody said that don't take this office this is jinx jo bhi yahan pe aata hai uska dhanda band ho jata hai okay and uh, i i took that office because aur uh, koi availability nahi tha okay so i took that office and uh, rest is history we did very well okay and uh, i guess we got all the good wishes that mr bachchan would have got in his business 
ओके इनटू नौकरी सो लुक बी रेडी ओके इतने रिसोर्सेज अवेलेबल है आजकल की दैट एनी आइडिया एनी सब्जेक्ट मैटर एनी काइंड ऑफ बिजनेस दैट यू वांट टू बिल्ड समबडी ऑर द अदर अनटिलस यू आर ट्राइंग टू बिल्ड अ रोड टू मार्स समबडी ऑर द अदर वुड हैव थॉट ऑफ इट वुड हैव डन इट सम टाइम ऑर द अदर वुड हैव बीन ऑलरेडी डूइंग इट इफ नॉट समवेयर इन इंडिया मे बी समवेयर अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड so hmm. please spend time in doing research talking to people okay hmm. uh understanding yourself and your family uh and your life stage better that is everybody in it around you your support system crystal clear on uh, what this journey entails so i think that is very important hmm hmm then hmm. you want to add on a few pointers or you think this is fairly complex i i, I no i think i think uh, one one important aspect which i think uh, is important is uh, is also the team uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, so if you have the right right kind of people uh, around you uh, and you are able to influence them uh, on your uh, journey i think uh, that becomes very very important and uh, i think that's one of the strengths that uh, vinith and i carried uh, with us uh, over nokri history and uh, Uh, you know, we we need to now to have a lot of discussions earlier. Uh, the whole market at that point in time used to have higher laterals, uh, and uh, we were only hiring freshers. And everybody had a big question around it: whether freshers will be actually able to scale up, uh, whether they will be able to deliver. I think uh, that journey was very very important for us. I think we hired laterals very very late uh, mm-hmm. in our journey. Uh, so I think that core team, which uh, which makes or breaks uh, a business, is very very important. I think. Uh, it's important that so there is a good chemistry amongst them i think we've seen a lot of uh, businesses uh, go bust because of the fact that there hasn't been a good chemistry amongst the core team members mm-hmm. itself so i think that's that's another thing whether there is uh, a story which other people are also ready to let go of their uh, uh, professional lives their careers etc and join you on that journey and then can you really build from there i think that's that's another important thing uh which is very very critical uh, when you are doing your startup mm. uh, today mm. no no this is a very interesting point because i was going to touch upon that bit as well because both of you have worked together for almost a decade if not more before you people again joined hands for castler so wanted to understand your own compatibility as to you know why did you people decide or is it just because both of you had the same this thing or you thought that no both of you have the right uh, so th- thankfully yeah so thankfully familiarity didn't breed contempt with us so okay. uh, so we knew each other too well for too long uh, uh we need first entrepreneurial journey i didn't join because i at that stage of my career uh, i felt it was not the right call for me uh you know at when when he started his first entrepreneurial journey uh so so that time i did not join uh, but uh, i think when this opportunity came i think the the, the time was right uh and uh, we we i think over our working relationship has gone beyond just uh, uh, colleagues and it's more family for us wow. so i think our families understand each other so i think that's the relationship so uh if we need in it uh, neck deep uh, you know i would probably just close my eyes and take the plunge uh and that's what i did so i think that was that was probably the reason why i just uh honestly before i joined i i i was an investor in in castler 
and that was the extent of my uh, because Vinny just called me and said that you know this is the amount of money that I needed to put into this business, and he was aggregating from friends and family. Uh, so one didn't ask any questions at that point in time, and just took the plunge and just sent it, sent across the check. Uh, and uh, when when the right opportunity came, I, I I took the plunge myself. So I think it was just about the compatibility. I think uh, we bring different skill sets. So Vinita and I both are sales guys. We are mm. both uh, being extremely aggressive sales guys. Uh, uh, he is the most strategic thinker. But uh, like Sanjeev had said a uh, long time back, uh, that uh, strategy is a commodity and execution is an art. Yeah. And I used to have this on on my uh, uh, you know on in my cabin. Uh, for the entire team to see and i think uh, uh, i was reasonably good at that uh, and that was my strength in the b2b space and i think uh, we we align ourselves pretty well uh, i think we understand each other uh, both our strengths uh, and weaknesses we complement each other very well and that's the reason why uh, it was a no brainer when when this opportunity came through for us to join hands mm. mm-hmm. unless vinith has anything else to add i'm sure he has <laughs> No, no, Dinesh, very well said by you. And uh, I just wanted to say, that, look, look uh, for the init- uh, for the initial few years, the team is the business, okay. And uh, and after that, uh, uh, if the business does very well, then uh, the team exists because of the business. That is the reality of life, okay. So, uh, uh, so, uh, so if you see, you can say eight, ten business cycles, it's eight, ten financial years in a, in the same business, and if you see it grow, you will understand that it is like life. It it evolves. Okay, initially you are the most important thing in the life of the business because the business is so small, so puny, and as the business becomes bigger, it uh, uh, engulfs everybody. It, the business becomes the most important thing, uh, uh, most important than people, most important than any individual. So uh, people exist, individuals exist because of the business. So that's the reality of life. I think uh, Bilzar was a great story. We built a great team. Results were great. It's just that maybe it was bad luck, bad timing, uh, early, too early ahead of the market that uh, we did not, I think, uh, uh, we were not able to raise more money and uh, uh, achieve full justice with that business. I think one mistake that I did with Bilzar was that uh, none of my uh, familiar team members were there. Mm. So it was, uh, I was there and uh, uh, it was a brand new team. And uh, 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 they took a while in understanding the, 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 all the nuances and the, uh, the, 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 the tough life of uh, startups. Okay. Mm. So if it had been, I think, some known faces like we have the case with Castle now, then I think uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, understanding and realization that, yes, this is a journey that we signed up for. Mm. So people think it's very sexy and very nice working in startups. But please believe me, uh, when I joined Nokri, uh, I used to travel by train from Delhi to Bombay. Uh, I used to take bath uh, in the normal train so that I could straight away go to Falls after landing in, at Mumbai station. And uh, only in the evening, used to go and check in in a hotel. Because uh, uh, if you go uh, uh, before, you can say 2 p.m., then you are charged half day rate extra. Okay. Mm. Uh, then uh, for uh, till we till, even after we IPO, okay, we always stayed in two three thousand rupee hotels. Our daily allowances were very you can say uh, 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 very humble. Uh, I lived uh, what five years in Mumbai. Uh, 
2002-2006. I traveled only in non-AC cabs. Got uh, uh, some health issues because of that. Okay, but uh, we didn't. Ha- we had only so much of money. The company could afford only so many things. Okay, so uh, one has to also realize that uh, one one trip is becoming an entrepreneur, doing something of your own. The other trip is. uh joining startups so what kind of startups are you joining so i think the most meaningful journey in startups in working in startups is that you join early stage startups maybe uh take some salary cut or join at the same salary that you have to show commitment that yes uh, uh you are ready uh, for the journey ahead okay and uh uh, uh gain skill in the game as you mature in the startup okay yeah. so that so if the setup does well okay then it will be life changing otherwise it's just a job okay a lot of people most of the people working in startups it's a job only na you get salary you get incentives you get variable okay and if you are at a certain level etc and so on you get some esops okay yeah that way even bigger businesses now give esops yeah so it's not that only startups give esops so even businesses which have ipoed 20 years ago 40 years ago they are also giving esops now Yeah. So one should understand what all this journey is. There is a lot of hype, but uh, ultimately, life-changing experiences are few and far between. Okay, and that is because uh, people want to go for the glitz and glamour. On LinkedIn, if you see that people are saying, "Hey, I joined this company and look at the goodies that I got." Okay, and they've got five lakh of goodies. They'll get a MacBook Pro and they'll get some uh, uh, over-the-ear headset and they will get whatever, whatever. but uh, yeah, at castle we cannot afford it right mm. okay we are a humble startup so it depends on uh, uh, kind and quality of startup what you are wanting to do what is the meaning of your journey so there are lots of things team is the most important like dinesh said okay the team is the business uh, for the initial few years and that is true for castle as well people our customers believe in us because of the team our investors believe in us because of the team okay mm. बिजनेस तो अभी छोटा ही है ना इट्स वेरी स्मॉल नाउ वाओ दैट्स दैट्स अमेजिंग वन लास्ट क्वेश्चन बिफोर वी ओपन इट अप टू द ऑडियंस गाइस इफ यू हैव अ क्वेश्चन दैट यू वांट टू आस्क टू दिनेश एंड विनीत अबाउट आइदर कैस्टलर और अबाउट रनिंग बिजनेसेस और स्केलिंग बिजनेसेस फ्रॉम 0 टू 1 प्लीज रेज योर हैंड्स एंड वी विल पुल यू अप टू द स्टेज हर्ष एंड दुर्गा आर ऑलरेडी देयर uh one question dinesh which i wanted to ask upon uh, to actually both of you is you people have uh, you know worked across industries also you have you have seen different uh, businesses around you as well grow and everything are there any common traits that you see amongst businesses uh, and you know this is uh, i mean you know across domains which You have seen that ये सारी चीजें सारी businesses करती है. These are the things which you see that these are the ones, these are the few things which every successful businesses do. Any any pointers on that part? Go ahead, Vinay. So, yeah. So look, a lot of things. Okay. So like I said that what was the winning formula at InfoEdge at Nokri Nine Ten Acres that okay. Uh, as a manager okay i'll just slightly go off track here and uh, uh, i think this uh, is the story as a manager as a big manager as a c level uh, professional mm-hmm. you have to be crystal clear that uh, uh, what is important and what is what can be delegated okay mm-hmm. 
So like uh, ever since 2000 to 2012, 13 years, I did not delegate fresher hiring. Mm. That uh, uh, along with Dinesh uh, and others, I also used to go to campuses to hire freshers. Okay. Only from, you can say, 2012 to 14, those three years, okay, my, did my team go independently and hire freshers. But till then, I I thought that, okay, my involvement is necessary in that sense, okay. So, uh, we followed a model that we hire young talent, okay. Very early in 2001, 2002, when I moved to Mumbai for Nokri, uh, I realized that lateral managers are acting like freshers, that... Uh, they are just managers for uh, designation sake. They have five, six years of experience. But a, a business like Nokri did not exist. There was no job site before Nokri in India. Nobody knew what a job site is. Mm. So I had to invest the same time and energy in explaining to them, etc. and so on. Okay. Mm. And, uh, and we were being beaten black and blue by our competitors who were very rich companies. Mm. Okay. So we simply did not have the resources. If I had one resource in one area, they would have 10. Okay. So then I thought that, okay, why not uh, 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 go to a campus and hire freshers? So spoke to my bosses, uh, Sanjeev and Hitesh, and they said, okay, try it out. And uh, uh, went to two, three campuses in Mumbai and uh, uh, hired the first lot of freshers. Okay. And uh, the rest is history. These were young men and women, and uh, they were extremely smart. we simply built an environment where we treated them as VIPs, okay, mm-hmm. treated them very well and uh, spent a lot of time and energy with them, okay. Mm-hmm. But the ROI that you get if you train your people well and hire them at an early age is humongous. I'll give you an example. Okay, so uh, uh, I hired a guy as a fresher uh, uh, in 19 acres. In his uh, third year, let's say his... Uh, his fixed plus variable salary was, uh, let's say, uh, 12 and a half lakhs. And his target was 80, 85 lakhs. He was a part of the nation's team. Okay. After some time, after some time, just give Vinith, you've gone on mute. Yeah. So after some time, uh, after many years, he became head sales in another company. Okay. A competing company. I became a consultant to them, etc. And so on. Okay. And then I, uh, and in, and there they were hiring lateral managers. Okay. And at a salary of 12 and a half lakhs, his target in nine ten acres was 80 lakhs. Mm. At an average salary of 12 and a half lakhs, there the target per person. Okay. The annual yield per person was 18 to 20 lakhs. Okay. So when the CEO of that company asked me that we need uh, what is it that that we can better? What is the path to profit? I said, it's the wrong model. That hiring lateral managers at uh, 12 and a half lakhs average CTC is not going to win you the war. Okay. So you have to take the harder out and uh, go to campuses, hire young, uh, reduce the 12 and a half lakhs average salesperson salary to around uh, 4 or 5 lakhs and then go about building your business because then only the numbers will add up. Okay. So, uh, 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 just some snippets on uh, how we execute. We execute the hard way. We are all executors, frankly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Built our careers uh, on the might of our execution. So, that's what we know. Okay. And uh, execution builds businesses. Like Dinesh said, uh, strategy is a commodity. Execution is the art. And especially in India, except for pure technology businesses. Okay. 
Uh, it takes uh, five, ten years to build a great business, and that's where execution and that uh, becomes a critical factor. Mm. Nice, nice. And this is this is absolutely true here. I think at the end of the day, execution is all that matters. Strategy is dime a dozen. It's it's actually those are golden words, which uh, <laughs> which you know. Uh, Dinesh pointed out at that point in time. Cool. Uh, I think we can move on to the questions bit. Uh, Durga, you can go first, and then Harsh, uh, you can add in, and after that, Kamalanjaya. Durga. Hello, Durga. We can't hear you. Wait. I'll just uh, send you down to the audience, and then you can come back. Till that time, Harsh, you can go. And yes, uh, am I audible? Yes, you are. Great. So I just want to ask you one thing. Uh, you said you've been dealing with businesses who had huge competitors with deep pockets, be it Nokri, InfoEdge, or currently you have some competitors as big as uh, like they are the giants of the industry since you're dealing in the banking. Now, on a more personal level, what keeps you motivated uh, to beat them? for a for a first time founder or for a startup founder uh, this thing is quite daunting and overwhelming ki main kaise beat karunga in logo and why am i even trying to do that how do you go yeah. ahead with this yeah so look uh, we are not in the business of beating anybody okay so i'll tell you i learned learned it very early age okay so uh, uh, when i was in mumbai and nokri at uh, early 2000 i lost a free you can say partnership deal to one of our competitors who ended up paying 5 lakhs okay and i asked sanjeev bichandani that sanjeev aisa kaise chalega and kab tak chalega if we and uh, because uh, what we used to get for free our competitors are, uh, are throwing money at that okay and sanjeev said that look uh, this is the reality of life that we have five six uh, bigger guys uh, in the same space as us we have to focus on our targets so sanjeev said kivinit i can assure you that yeah, if you keep on doing your targets uh, nokri will not shut down okay and we will we will be fine okay and uh, that day onwards uh, that's what i and my team focused on that we just have to do our targets and that became our mantra it is our mantra even i and dinesh we discuss it almost every week that our mantra is and some of the investors ask us got existing investors new investors a lot of people say that what if banks become your competitors what if <clears throat> the larger payment companies who are decacons and unicorns they become your competitors so what yeah okay so look competition is a double edged sword okay if you don't have competition then people say what kind of an idea it is that nobody has figured this out what do you have mm. unique in yourself that only you know that this is a great business and this is a great idea but if there is competition people say that no there is competition how will you survive how will you win okay so look uh, every business is not a winner takes all okay and, so, and competition like i said is a double edged sword it brings credibility but it brings threat as well okay that if you don't out execute them if you don't out strategize them out think them okay then maybe they will kill you at the end of the day right so what we focus on is uh, uh, at a thought leadership level stay ahead of the curve stay ahead of the game utilize our first mover advantage okay and more importantly week on week keep a hawkeye track on are we meeting our targets because if we are meeting our our targets 
whatever happens in the market if tomorrow somebody goes and on the escrow stack goes and raises 100 million nothing is going to happen to us if we are doing our targets we will live to see another day okay another month another quarter another year in that sense and if you live long enough then maybe good things happen to you okay there are some businesses who get a lot of money fast okay unfortunately we are not that kind of a business okay we'll have to earn it okay so we got to live for a certain time period perform get it right and then only you can say a uh, more funding will come and i don't see this and dinesh agrees that we that this is a business where we need hundreds of millions of dollars of investment this is a money making business okay banks and trustees are already making 4 and 1/2 billion dollars a year so we just want 5 10% of that share over the next 5 7 10 years okay that's it is that simple or as difficult as that so uh, we love competition because that will make us credible uh, everybody will tell us that yes what you are doing is meaningful and then it's a race okay it's a fair race and if you do if you do well you do well otherwise uh, you bow out with uh, grace and honor hmm. got it yeah man like this solves uh, so much uh, problems on a more mental level yeah and yeah, i guess this is absolutely true here i think sir jhugao kaam karo you can probably keep an eye out on what others are doing but at the end of the day you got to do what you got to do if you continue thinking of are wo kya kar raha hai ye kya kar raha hai to fir to aap apna kaam kar hi nahi paoge exactly exactly okay you got to focus on building your business like if i'm doing a fintech business i've got no business uh i i i've got no business in going to an event which is uh, you can say where our target customers are not attending okay <clears throat> for 15 years i saw that 90 95% of the of the events that i sanjeev and hitesh we used to attend were uh, uh events related to infoage businesses okay like for uh, like for the first 12 13 years we did not go to any e-commerce conf- conference because it was not relevant for us okay after that we we started going because we wanted to learn they were doing very smart stuff they had started doing well there was a lot of noise around that so we did not we, we did not want to be left behind as far as the learning is concerned okay mm. but uh, just for pr sake just for going and meeting and shaking hands okay i can tell you so many stories of what we have done to collect business cards of key people uh, in the hr world okay <laughs> but, uh, but just for the pr sake uh, uh, uh i don't believe in doing things just for the pr sake okay mm. uh focus on your business uh, don't waste your time time is very precious yeah absolutely absolutely you got it man i, I have complete belief harsh in in what your idea is uh i think the more you spend time on your idea and your belief uh, i think that's that's the way out of out of any situation uh you know you will have similar businesses raising money they'll probably have it and it could be it could not be something to do with the business model it could just be a pedigree mm-hmm. uh you know and uh, somebody just knows somebody and the right word has been put in and you can't do a thing about it any which way mm-hmm. but fundamentally if you believe that your idea is extremely strong and you have belief in your idea and just keep working hard on it mm-hmm. and every day is a new day day 0 day 1 whatever you may call it i think that's the way and i think we need to, uh, used to give a very classic example i think through our entire uh, uh, you know fresher onboarding etc and how we used to get and often you know you, you know in sales that you know uh, when it's freshers and when when you're in a new business you often go and knock 10 doors 15 doors and you would have the sales teams coming back at the end of the day uh, really demotivated and uh, mm. and uh, you know uh, 
unhappy about the day that nothing's happened you would have probably uh, managers who are bouncing on them and telling them you know things are not happening there's no check collections etc and this this used to happen large scale i mean we used to manage almost about 7 800 sales folks and uh, between me and vinith i probably we would probably know almost 65 70% of them by name and and lots of it so one classic example i think which i should share with you is uh, look at sachin tendulkar and this is vinith's example and it's a classic one uh, you know he would probably have got bowled by alan donald on that first delivery that was a swinging yorker and mm. the middle stump just got uprooted and everybody's seen the video multiple times mm. but that guy went on to score 100 centuries you know mm. and the thought process that he had was he took a fresh start every day and every time if he thought about how he got bowled the last time or how he got out the last time he would probably never have been able to score that many runs and i think that's the key if you are down you're out uh, you know you you had a bad day i think it's just about getting up fresh in the morning starting the day fresh and and just looking at it at a whole new perspective and and you know solidifying from there and then going ahead and building from there right right makes sense so ye vinith ka classic example hota tha theek hai and uh, uh, almost uh, info age mein to 1500 2000 logon ko sabko ye story pata hogi kya na vinith was it like your hiring story the <laughs> <laughs> so hiring story yeah. hiring story was more interesting hiring story <clears throat> maybe they will take a couple of bars you should have seen the ppts that we used to do so we used to go and tell people that invest in us we are great guys trust us we will take good care of you that's about it <laughs> yeah 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 so thanks a lot <laughs> yeah thank you durga can you speak now ek baar try karo can you yeah can you hear me sohit yes yes we can hear you durga uh, please great okay. uh, yeah. yeah hi vinith dinesh uh, thanks a lot for uh, interesting session uh, i have a couple of questions uh, first thing about uh, how how much time it will take to create an escrow account why a castle you mean uh, the, uh, how much time it will take to create an account escrow account okay so uh, uh, you want to go ahead with the second question or i can answer this so if you use the traditional banking route right uh, which typically like i said is uh, it's a it's a cumbersome process it could take anything between uh, 10 to 12 days to go up to 5 weeks uh, that's the time frame that it takes uh, to open an escrow account today in the traditional system which banks operate on uh because there is a pen and paper transaction if there are multiple parties to a transaction uh the agreements need to there is a there is a uh, to and fro in terms of the agreements the terms of have to be met uh there is some kind of a due diligence that done by banks also whether uh then an escrow account can be opened for the particular transacting parties etc uh there's a whole lot of documentation that is required uh so it's a cumbersome process it's a lengthy process and it's not digitized so today also current accounts savings account we can open on the fly in current accounts there are two avatars one of them is the escrow and it takes a lot of time to open there is no digital uh, onboarding etc in in current account in uh, in escrow accounts as of now so it takes any time bit anything between uh, like i said 10 to 12 days to goes up to 5 weeks on our platform uh, uh, the way we have enabled it and the way our our uh, we have constructed it uh, once we onboard a client uh, we can get the escrow account opened in in t plus one day that's that's the efficiency that we bring in nice is it a temporary account or a permanent one so it's it's a virtual escrow account so it's not a hard escrow account that you have the traditional system it's a virtual escrow account uh, and, and one, it, one thing 
I I got yeah. it. Uh, and uh, you said like uh, your your uh, startup is on the trust basis. So yeah. how do you how do you uh, create that trust on to the customer? So the the way our ecosystem is constructed, uh, we have a bank which acts as an escrow bank. Uh, we have a uh, castler which acts as the platform, and we have a trusteeship company which acts as the escrow agent. So there is a there are trusteeship companies which are. Uh, operating in india and uh, they have the payout rights to the to the account so the way the model works is castler does not have any access to the account or the money in the account uh, the money is only approved and payout is approved only by the trusteeship company so that's 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 the construct and that's the reason why there is that element of trust that we can build in the ecosystem that castler as a platform does not have access to the funds at all there are no withdrawal rights for castler and that's the agreement that we have as a part of our master agreement between the bank the trusteeship and castle that's how we ensure the trust in case of any litigations uh, between the parties so mm -hmm. uh, what is your role in that so the money stays in the escrow the parties will have to figure out we don't do any kind of dispute resolutions uh, I, uh, what we ensure is that the money is safe in the account uh, until the dispute is resolved the money doesn't go anywhere once the dispute is resolved then the transaction gets completed then the money payout happens as per the agreement and just uh, one question on uh, on the team so as vinith was referring to team is a business and uh, you have very good examples which you have showcased in nokari uh, how within a startup how do you create a healthy culture among the team and how do you maintain that culture when the the team grows so look uh, in early yeah. yeah in early stage bootstrap startups okay uh, don't don't do you may want but uh, uh, you don't have the resources uh, to hire you can say the so called senior folks in the team okay so what do you do so you hire younger people who you feel will uh, will uh, reach that stage of maturity and knowledge and delivery and performance over the next maybe a uh, few few years and with with you can say more responsibility and pressure uh and exposure they will scale up faster okay so uh, one things uh, okay so that's what we have done at castler uh, uh, uh so uh, apart from me and dinesh uh, uh, we have focused i am a great believer in believer in demographic so uh, we did well in nokri and uh, we retained the a team for almost i guess 10 plus years because everybody was 26 27 years old and everybody aged uh, gracefully over the next 10 years <clears throat> okay so the same thing we have followed here that uh, we want to hire the right demographic we hire people with hunger people who can take a little bit of risk on their compensation can bet on us uh can bet on the idea uh of the business that we are building and uh take a leap of faith and we and we do our best every day to reward their leap of faith uh, with greater trust greater responsibility greater empowerment uh, uh and you can say uh, better and better roles in that sense okay so that's what we have done it's a very young team uh they are scaling up very fast so uh every year uh 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 they will not you can say become one more year senior they will become five year senior so i think they are growing up every two to and a half months they are aging by one year 
so that's how fast they are maturing and growing up and uh, they'll they turn out to be the superstars of of future be be it the folks in uh, product or business or uh, on the tech side exactly thanks sir for answering my questions uh, best of luck for your startup thanks a lot durga for that question kamal jaya any of you any of you have questions you can go or if you are not there muri muri if you want yeah uh hey can you hear me yeah go on all right so uh that session was really good uh thank you guys for that i have a question you guys are working in fintech right so when you want to make a mvp and you don't have that big budget how you like go with the banks to collaborate with your project let's uh, take an example that i want to build a brokerage firm right and i want to uh, like a make a platform such as paypal so i have to collaborate with banks to make a mvp so how can i do that yeah yeah so uh muri muri uh you can call me virat like muri muri is virat okay so virat so virat look uh now it depends okay so if you go to banks uh, tomorrow and uh, ask them about uh the escrow stack and build a business like castler the banks will tell you that they have uh, if not a few hundred they they have 10 20 30 applications already okay if you go to banks today and say that i want to build a neo bank banks will tell you that maybe they have a not a few hundred maybe they have a couple of thousand applications already for partnership for neo banking right mm-hmm. similarly if you go to banks and say ki hey i want to do stock broking okay what i say say direct does and zerodha does and grow does and whatever so many companies are doing again the banks will tell you that hey look we already have maybe 10 15 20 maybe a few hundred applications so that's where the early stage of the idea comes in okay what what is the kind and quality of business you are building okay. like i told you that it took me 6 months to find a banking partner because banks found the idea of uh, additional for banking to esoteric okay and uh, uh, so it took us 6 months to find icici bank then integrate and go live and uh, now we are live with four more banks uh, three more banks so we are live with four banks and there are eight banks who are in the pipeline now everybody wants to work with us theek hai but at that stage uh, uh, it was icici uh, who gave us a patient hearing and uh, tied up with us and then the other three banks also came at a mid stage so really appreciate all these four banks of becoming idea level partners and having faith and trust in our model so uh, if you really want banks to set up take notice to kuch naya leke aao yaar okay if you just want to do what uh, 10 other 20 other 50 other people are doing then aap qatar mein hai then you will be a part of the queue right and that's the reality of life okay so in fintech uh, either you build a business where your dependency is only on the regulator and the license that the regulator gives or if you are looking at doing something in the banking space then there is a dependency on the bank okay entrepreneurs idea is a little unique uh, a little new then you will find that the bank already has enough applications enough partnership applications so naturally you will go part of the queue you will go at the back of the queue uh, for that kind of an idea so you know, this is the nature of the beast in fintech okay uh, frankly 
you want to start a you want to start a job site today you want to start a uh 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 real estate portal today you want to start a listing site today you're not dependent on anybody okay you can go ahead and do it irrespective if there are 1000 people in the same business okay but in banking fintech in in fintech if there is dependency on the bank then yes you got to go through by the queue of the bank that they can uh, it is uh, uh, it is humanly impossible to tie up with hundreds and thousands of partners at the same time okay it takes time effort it requires you can say diligence and execution yeah, on their part as well mm-hmm. hope i have answered your question yeah yeah sure thank you. thanks a lot virat for that question kamal you you can go next uh, okay jay you can go next and after that kamal and then you no know, we are not taking any more questions guys because it's already quite late uh, jay yep yeah uh, thanks a lot for doing this dinesh so my question was you know uh, like uh, you people have the experience of scaling startups across various geographies right middle east and everything so what are the pointers that a startup founder should keep in mind so that you know uh, when like the person is scaling his startup so that uh, they are not involved in any of the mishaps would love to hear from yeah you. sure yeah so look uh, uh, okay so <laughs> when i was building 9000 acres i met somebody they had raised a lot of money and and uh, that person told me that we need uh, what's the fastest that you have scaled i said the fastest that i have scaled is uh, opened a branch every 15 days open a new geographical branch every 15 days he said oh wow you opened 10 branches this month what do you think i said you'll clo- you'll close down very soon so he asked me why i said it's very easy to take offices on leaves by spending money and it's very easy to hire some people to uh, populate that office as well but who's gonna train them who's gonna retain them who's gonna tell them the story of the founders and the company and the vision who's gonna help them perform their tasks and uh, 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 achieve their targets okay so how can you go live in one month in 10 cities where is the management bandwidth okay how many people you have who will travel week in week out meet the local officials local people local employees in that branch and interact with them and tell them about and evangelize uh, your business and train them about your business and uh, that's what happened that the startup despite raising tens of millions of dollars shut down uh, in a matter of a couple of years okay so uh, uh, you have to understand the art of execution okay and understand the limit to your resources resources are not unlimited okay so kisi ka budget 1 billion dollar hai kisi ka budget 1 million dollar hai but dono ke paas budget hai okay and it is not necessary that the person with the higher budget wins okay so it's not necessary that the person with the 1 billion dollar budget will win and the person will 1 billion dollar budget will lose okay that's the beauty of business it's like a sport okay it's like a game so the same here is that uh, uh, you got to gr- get a grip on how scaling is done how execution happens okay uh, another th- another two thing is that if you are a startup based in india uh, uh, decide decide fast that is india the geography okay where you want to win first where you want to become significant significantly big before venturing out overseas okay so uh, 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 don't be confused because it's very important to have a uh, you can say a a a a solid base 
okay till india became significantly big zomato was present i think in so many countries right uh, for many years uh, some of the uh, you can say uh, 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 some of the other foreign countries uh, uh, were bigger to zomato's business than india but one once india i think got tailwinds started growing because of the kind of what country we are we have 1.3 billion people we are a very very large country geographically as well and the and we are transitioning this journey from becoming uh, uh, from developing to developed very fast okay so we are becoming a richer richer country every passing month okay more wealth in the hands of young consumers so after that uh, uh, zomato has just grown and grown and if you look at uh, uh, as at a business strategy level uh, from the moment that they were sure that uh, food delivery and the food business is going to become huge in india they have been exiting their foreign businesses okay uh, i think this week or last week they announced that they will uh, exit the uh, table uh, table booking business from the us okay why because uh, india is a great market india mein itna dam hai that uh, just build the business in india and you, you even if zomato is present only in india it can be a 50 billion dollar or a 100 billion dollar company in in 5 years time or 10 years time that's the opportunity that india brings you so get your uh, you can say growth agenda right as well okay that uh, do you want india to become your biggest market then yes please uh, work in india get it right in india first because before going to other international geographies if not okay then take a tactical call and put your energies and resources elsewhere Dinesh, you want to add something? So no, I, Jay, uh, why I just wanted to understand if you were you was there something to do with the culture of every geography that you wanted to us uh, to touch upon? Uh, uh, yeah, because, that point uh, also, like because you know, if you are expanding elsewhere, also that you have to look at the geography, the people who are over there, uh, right, and everything, yeah. yeah so culture it brings me that that uh, thread from the nation you i think brings a thought so i was doing nokri gulf i was in dubai meeting a pakistani head of hr of a very very large company so not taking names here and uh, he told me we need that mentors in middle east and i said that bait was the nokri of middle east bait so bait.com was number 1 then there was monster was bigger than us and we were number 3 in that market and i told him that these are the competitors and then he said beneath what have they priced at so i said bait is priced at 12000 dollars for a year monster is priced at 8500 dollars a year and he said what are you priced what is nokri gulf priced at and i said we are priced at 2500 dollars a year and he said beneath pehle to apna rate 10000 dollar kar lo if you want to succeed in dubai i said why it's fair pricing we have an algorithm and uh, we are fairly smart intelligent people we know how to price our products okay so uh, he said so it's not about that uh, uae is a different kind of a market okay and uh, here uh, if you are not priced properly people will think that you are a low value product okay so if you want to get if you want to do well uh, in dubai in mid, in uae okay so, uh, you have to be perceived as a high quality product and what is synonymous with high quality price okay so i took his advice we did not price it increase the price to 10000 dollars but we increased the price to 5000 dollars okay our sales hardly increased by 5 10% 
but our take uh, increased tremendously because uh, uh, we had doubled our prices okay so everybody ended up achieving their targets because we took advice uh, from a gentleman who had spent uh, a couple of decades residing in dubai and knew about the culture and the way people think of that market better than us so so i think uh, one of the things that uh, would be a good takeaway in case you're looking at multiple geographies is uh, is talk to customers and get uh, get great feedback from customers because they know understand uh, so i think lot of our hiring has happened uh, especially at a lateral stage where we've got references from most of our customers saying uh, you know this guy from this industry is a great resource why don't you have a look at him and you know in general conversations we've been able to build uh reasonably good and higher good talent uh just from references which came from customers itself rather than us trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to figure out which is the right guy uh, or the person for a particular market i think uh during our conversations with customers we used to get a lot of insights from there and that's what we used to execute and it used to work fantastically well because uh, you know it's very broadly you could you would know uh you know if you go down south uh, there is a regional bias in most states etc so you would want you would still be rashly confused about what's the right kind of a person but if you speak to you know half a dozen clients and you start engaging with them well and you try to uh, uh, help uh, ask them for to problem solve they'll be more than happy to help you uh, and get you right inputs to to really give you the right direction jaz voices okay Jaz, does that answer your question? Yeah, thanks a lot for answering. Yeah. No, sorry. Thank you. Uh, one last question, Vineet Dinesh. I'm really sorry. It's almost close to midnight now. Uh, Kamal, if you can quickly ask your question, and we won't take much time. Kamal, are you there? Are you able to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm there. Yeah, Kamal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dinesh, everyone. Really sorry, guys. Hey. Like it's just extending our event. But yeah, so thank you for doing it. a uh, great session great insights so i just wanted to take one insight out of it so like uh, what do you say first time founders with a low income budget was uh, to make the sales happen like the first few sales like as you guys are very much experienced sales guys so any few tips like so that's the thing thank so, you both of you so so very simple yeah so very simple answer to this here very simple answer to this and um, you know i uh, learned this from from my bosses vineet and uh, sanjeev hitesh that everybody in the organization sells okay so everybody uh, is on the field uh, during the most of part of the day is meeting clients through the most part of the day uh, there is not too much of thought in in strategy or trying to build a team so everybody just rolls up their sleeves and just goes all out in sales so uh, and i think that's a philosophy that you need to uh, lead from the front the first client the first 10 the first 15 have to be your addition to to the setup uh, because you understand the product best you understand the challenges best you will be able to counter any arguments the best so uh, your team will learn only from you you're a low budget you sell yourself uh, uh, you know uh, you will not have a perfect product uh, at the first go there will be a lot of iterations lot of feedback that's coming in but you just need to keep on going on there is no perfect solution even in our business uh everybody expects uh, we get a barrage of questions in certain cases whether we can solve for 20 other things which are in the pipeline which we have we have thought of but it'll still probably take a year couple of years for us to solve for those uh, but what we have currently 
is what we want to sell uh, the more clients who keep meeting the more you will realize that uh, what is a good problem to have and good problem to solve uh, so unless and until uh, you go out there and make it happen yourself uh, you will be stuck in a you know feedback coming from your sales team because typically if you have junior sales team or teams that don't understand you will tend to generalize uh, the problem and uh, and you will end up trying to solve a problem which has got a very small market so the first thing for you to do is keep on meeting more and more clients lead from the front and just get those sales yourself roll up your sleeves and just get out on the field yeah. i think vinit and i follow this philosophy uh, between him and me we we end up doing at least about half a dozen uh, calls every day even till date Uh, it's virtual now. Otherwise, on the field, like Vineet said, he, me, we used to get out on the field early in the morning wherever cities we were traveling. End up doing, uh, you know, seven, eight calls through the day, back to back. Uh, we were back in our hotels only after eight, eight thirty. Then that used to mean sitting, drinking with the sales teams, uh, motivating them till two, three o'clock, and then again at seven o'clock again we were back on the field. I mean, it used to be that kind of a grind for a very long period of time. So that's what you'll have to do. Yeah. So, so I, you want to say something else? Huh. So I'll just add to this a bit. So look, it also depends on what is the kind of product solution that you want to build. Okay, like in Casla, uh, we learn what is to be built uh, through client conversations. Okay, so nobody has built a business like Casla across the world. Nobody has built a SQL as a service a SaaS uh, SaaS business banking platform. Okay, so uh, when we talk to our customers, they tell us uh, what is it that they like about us, what is it that they don't like, what is it that they want more, okay, etc., etc. And this is how we are. You can say we are building the Castle products and solution. Now, in a team, it's extremely important to have a reasonable portion of the team at the same wavelength. Okay, now one of the best ways of getting the team, okay, step up and be at your wavelength is. making them participate in customer discussions customer interactions one they start understanding what the customer wants what the customer is saying what the customer pain points are they also start respecting the business people in the sense that how difficult it is to acquire customers so the product and product type design teams they also work hard to ensure that once you acquired a customer okay you don't end up losing them fast or losing them easily okay in that sense so that that is also extremely important Uh, once upon a time, uh, uh, a very successful startup founder called me once and said that, "Hey, Vinith, what is the one thing that uh, you would want me to do every day? What advice will you give uh, every day that I should be doing to become successful?" I said, uh, "Meet a couple of customers every day." Okay. <clears throat> so he said, "Wo to bada mushkil hai because entire day we are busy in discussions and building product and solutions." Then I said, "Then." How do you know what to build if you are not meeting customers? No, no customers. So, don't know what to build. But then I told him, "Look, in this line of business, how can you say that? Because you got to build something which customers buy. So, until unless talk to them, how will you build something which is saleable for which customers will pay for? Okay. And we were in the same business. Uh, uh, when I did hundred crores in ninety-nine acres, uh, I, uh, we had a tech product design team of seventy-five people. These folks had two hundred and fifty people. okay and uh, ultimately they did not survive basically because uh, uh, they were building uh, without being in sync of what the customer wanted and what they were willing to pay for and at the end of the day uh, paisa to customer hi deta hai frankly so even if you give him the moon give the customer the moon uh, give the give her the moon 
and the and the customer does not like it and does not want to pay for it uh, you can't do much okay so it depends on kind and what kind of business are you building okay in most businesses it is about the customer tells you what they like what they don't like what they will pay for so whoever gets a grip on that fast usually wins at the end of the day there are certain businesses where customer has no clue ki hey i needed this okay like apple does most of this stuff okay uh, they are a hard products business that uh, uh, nobody knew that we needed an ipad right mm. but they invented one and then everybody loves it and everybody buys hundreds of millions of uh, ipad units mm. so depends but yes making customers is the key that we have learned over our 20 year professional journey mm. mm-hmm. cool cool thank you guys uh, that covers my question thank you thanks guys thanks a lot pinith and dinesh for doing this i'm i'm you know it's 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 a little bit longer than we expected but that's how good conversations go it's been an amazing amazing discussion with you dinesh and vinit uh and you know with with the kind of experience that you have i'm sure that you know uh castler is in good hands and we would love to see you guys grow and this is i guess a one of a kind business that you people are growing so god speed on this and hopefully we will soon see you guys more and more and i think more and more integrated into the banking banking system because this is a very integrated service which you are building and hopefully this thing gets uh, gets uh, you know inducted into the essential services in the banking industry soon hopefully